Welcome to the Resilient Sucks podcast, brought to you by the Adaptability Movement. I'm Ben. And I'm Dan. And we're here to give you resources and tools to help you go from a state of surviving to thriving in life. Resilient sucks the life out of you. And while it's a necessary skill, it's one that we don't want to spend too much time in or we run out of capacity. We're here to talk to you more about how to adapt and find the opportunity and change so you can really go about thriving in your own life. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Pool Compliance Adelaide. Pool Compliance Adelaide has a simple mission, to provide professional advice and photographic proof that your pool complies with the relevant state statutory requirements. If you're buying, renting, or even selling a property, make sure your pool is compliant with Pool Compliance Adelaide. Uh, welcome to Resilient Sucks podcast. We've got Nick Antoniatis. Um, this is actually our second take. We'll see if the first one works or not. Um, but the the reason Nick's here today is uh, Nick and I met at the Adelaide Farmers Markets uh, two weeks ago. Um, just very warm body language and, and openness, to, um, on, probably on both sides of that in, encounter. And um, I was there with my youngest daughter and, and the rest of the family was um, just ducking off to the toilet and, and sat down and same table and um, yeah, conversation just sort of blossomed from there. So mm. um, Nick's a, an ex-school teacher, work, particularly working with uh, refugees, uh, ex-footballer and, and as I mentioned on the first take, um, somewhat of a, com- a community advocate and, um, and just someone that really likes ensure, sharing his um, experience of, of life and, and what you've learned from it. So mm. welcome Nick and um, thank you. thanks for joining us. If I could just quickly say thank you for the opportunity and I really enjoyed meeting you. And I really respect what you and your, your team are doing. I think it's great uh, for everybody that you work with. And um, yeah, likewise, I had a great warmth with your character and particularly the way you were saying stuff and how, how you were saying stuff and what you're trying to achieve. So yeah, but I don't like the bass, sorry. <laughs> that's, that's fine. Um, we, d- we discovered when we brought Nick in this morning that he was actually a South man himself. So Ben and, ben and him have got plenty in common. and. Uh, yeah, apparently I, you know, the bays don't measure up, so um, which is, is obviously where I played my, most of my career. So, um, but we're you know I think we're ten years out of the SNFL now after my injury, and um, things are quite different with, with where I'm in life. And um, football was a big part of that, and, and, and team sport is I think um, we can all agree that that's where you learn a lot of your lessons in life because um, it kind of. It's, it's kind of raw and um, probably inappropriate at times, and um, you know. In, in a way that sort of it helps you kind of self-regulate and, and self-moderate the way that you want to um, grow yourself in life and, and the t- sorts of things that are purposeful to you. But I feel quite fortunate for, for sport and what it's taught me because, you know, there's not often that you get um, that many people together in the same environment where um, conversations just sort of pop up out of nowhere. You know, for the average person that hasn't had a sporting background and just gone through school and, mm. and work, it, it's often a very sanitised environment and, you know, um, yeah, while there might be less mistakes made in that, that you know, we all know that mistakes are where you know the best learning comes from, don't we? So, mm. um, you know, can you can you speak to that a little bit in terms of your, your own experience of sport? And, and I mean, you obviously came through a different generation to myself as well. Um, what specifically are you asking? Well, about? like in terms of the the per, like, what was it about sport? Was it the personal growth? Like you talked about um, uh, taking a lot of pride in in your preparation and performance. Something that that yeah. I can relate to. I oh, look, um, my story is a bit different because I've got an ethnic background. So I think initially it was like being accepted with your peers, which I think is the same for everybody in every age group. You want to be accepted by your peers. So being an ethnic 
kid at a young age, um, having a Greek background, I was conscious of being different. Yeah. And I was very sensitive. I am still sensitive. So I didn't want the harassment. So there was an extra edge to me because I, I saw that being cool was being good at sport. So I tried my utmost to be better so I would be cool and I wouldn't get the harassing comments. And that kind of developed slowly. And as I played longer and over the years, that was a big part for me. And I noticed that having success gave me that acceptance, automatic acceptance. So I was relieved. So probably number one was my peer group and being accepted. And then number two, the other things of, you know, teamwork and um, uh, competitiveness and being with other people and the fun of it. Um, and, you know, when you're young in Australia, everyone plays footy and tennis or, yeah. or cricket. I played footy and tennis. So they were probably the first two, I think, yeah. being accepted. And then um, the enjoyment of, you know, doing it with your mates. Yeah. So we're just discovering more kind of commonalities with Ben as well. <laughs> so ben, Ben's uh, two main sports are footy and tennis. Um, and um, yeah, I think we've all, all shared the benefits of that that experience and, and what you were saying about trying to trying to fit in, trying to f find a place where you um, feel valued and belong. Mm. Um, and so you know, we've each had different experiences of that. And um, you know, for me, I've been through different sports as well. I started off playing soccer actually at a Greek club um, at Hobart Olympic, uh, and then sort of made my way through to footy quite late. Um, toyed with a bit of beach volleyball and some kayaking and, um, and ended up with um, an athletics career post-injury post, post injury for the last six years. So You're lucky in that sense, Ben, because you've got the right body type for lots of sport. So, you know, you could translate your, if you had the skill, your body type is perfect for heaps of sports, different sports. Yeah, totally. So, mm. But, um, you know, it's something that, that shapes us, but I think through that experience and, and, you know, during your sort of younger and developing years too, it's, it's kind of... Um, you make a lot of mistakes, like we said, and um, you discover a lot of things about yourself, but it also helps shape you sort of post-career. Like I think it, it gives you, for, for me, it, it's helped shape my, my purpose around what I want to do with work and how I want to help people. And mm. for a lot of my life, that had been just through sports performance. Like mm. everything I wanted to do was sport. Like mm. I wanted to play it, I wanted to coach it, I wanted to, you know, live it and breathe it. Mm. And it's funny, like, you know, I'm, I'm closing in on my 40th birthday and the last couple of years have really changed it again for me and um, you know, I mentioned that big shift that I had you know with a career ending injury and going to parasport you know 10 years ago now and, and I thought that was a big sort of revelation for me but the the last couple of years has, has been even more profound in that I kind of worked out it's not just sport it's actually it's the experience with people it's the growth that we share together and it's the connection the relationships that come from that and um, to, to have the opportunity to sort of um, share this message of the adaptability movement with people gives me an opportunity to take that out um, and maybe take it to a, not just you know an audience of my demographic or, or people older that maybe have had the experience, the wisdom to understand some of those concepts, but to now start to introduce it earlier um, with, with younger athletes and, and younger people in general, not even people that are in sport, mm. to kind of to give them that head start. It's not my job to, to tell them how to do something, but there's an opportunity to, to plant a few seeds to help them sort of maybe begin their journey a little bit earlier or, or mm. to be explore some really important stuff um, at a very, you know, life-defining sort of moment for them. Yeah, look, a lot of things that happen when you're young stay with you, whether it's sport or non-sport, and it's a real developmental stage, especially I think one thing we're going to talk about today is your self-esteem. And, uh, you know, related to what I said earlier with being accepted, 
was my self-esteem. You know, I, I felt different initially because being ethnic, my parents did stuff that other kids didn't do. So there was a huge pressure on me, which was direct and indirect. So, you know, you wouldn't know that because that's internal. And what happens, what I've learned in life is we all have internal backgrounds of things that are positive and they're the things we're good at. And unfortunately, I, I think I've learnt and, well not learnt, but become more aware of the, you, I don't know the right word, but the baggage, the mm. negativity that people yeah. carry because it's happened <coughs> before and they, they kind of remind themselves and, and they don't let it go. Yeah. And because they don't let it go, it influences them and drags them yep. down. Um, and a little story I use with students and some other people that I'm close to is, uh, you can use a lot of analogies, but it's like this. In all of us, I'll use my name, there's two little necks. There's this neck, who's the positive neck, and this neck, who's the negative neck. And when people who seem to be struggling have, um, I think they're listening to this person too much, yeah. um, and they're a victim, and they, they forget they, they have a choice, they have the power, because they don't have the self-belief and the self-identity and acceptance, love, you know, all, all those things, this person dominates. Yeah. And because this person dominates, it's a kind of a spiral that goes down and it's for me uh, it's easy to see it because you can see it you can feel it you can hear it when you meet someone yeah and um, if I could just add an example sure um, you don't know who this is but I'm working with someone at the moment just as a friend and um, I can explain it later if you're interested but I asked this person um, uh, how are you and this was the response uh, my life is shit now, sorry to say that, but um, that reaction to me says help. Yeah. You know, big time help. Yeah. So the reason that we got together was for we had a mutual interest. And then me with my type of character and what I think is important, I couldn't help but say to this friend of mine, are you happy to talk about it? Their response was yes, because of this association we have with our connection with a common thing. Um, so that opened up a, a huge opportunity and uh, now it's four and a half months down the track. This person has changed his habitual pattern and he's done a 180 and uh, I, I don't want to give specifics um, because anyone who knows me might know who I'm talking about. Um, their life now, if you ask this person, this is the test, how are you? Um, straight away this person's going, don't highlight any negativity. I've got more positivity than negativity and they have now. Yeah. And their response is, yeah, I'm going okay, okay. or I'm going good, yeah. which is completely different yeah. from my life is shit. <coughs> yeah. So it's, a, it's an important conversation and, and there's different ways of looking at this, and, and which plays to what you're saying, because it's all about how we, we frame things. And, you know, often you'll hear, well, you know, someone will ask, very Aussie culture, ask you how you're going, but they don't really want to know. No. Like it's like, oh, you know, don't ask him how he's going because he might actually tell you. Yeah. So th there's that concept. And, and I think, you know, from an openness point of view, we should all be prepared to acknowledge and um, try and be somewhat at ease with with what um, our struggles are in life. So, you know, we I don't think it's healthy to, to hide that. But at the same time, I think there's also, we, t we talked about this um, in an earlier episode about, uh, in fact, it wasn't a, a podcast episode, you have to find it on our social media, but we talked about the, the power of language and about um, manifesting the type of um, life that you, that mm. you want to live. Mm. And if you're giving 
all of your energy to my life is shit mm. and very broad general statements too, very strong mm. statements. Mm. Um, what you're doing is you're giving a lot of energy to that too. You're almost like feeding it as a, as a yeah. repetitive cycle. Yeah. And so there's definitely merit. So yes, be open. Yes, be, you know, be willing to share those struggles, but also like have that kind of self-awareness to go, how much energy do you want to give to this? So yes, I, I probably need to process some stuff and share it. But then let's talk about what we want to move towards. Let's mm. let's talk about the type of life we want to create as well. Mm. Because like you said, there is this kind of duality. There, there is that sort of, you, you described it as the positive and negative voice. Mm. Um, and, you know, some people might think we're crazy talking about little voices talking to us. But I think most people have an awareness that this is But there is a place. voice. Absolutely. Because there's an ask, internal I can conversation. ask you a question about your football skills. And I know you're pretty humble. But you, for you to be successful in anything, anybody, you have to have self-confidence. Yeah. And the thing that I found when I was playing footy was I started from being scared and then getting a kick, you know, yeah. getting a few kicks and feeling confident. And under 14s, half my team were freaks and I didn't think I measured up to these guys. Yeah. And so I would punch the ball yeah. because I was so paranoid yeah. that the, my, the, my, my opponent would get the ball and kick a goal and then yeah. I'd be feeling really bad. Yeah. Then in under 15s, for some reason, I think I got voted captain. I got voted captain in this team of freaks. Half the team of freaks. So we won the flag 13, 14, 15, under 13, 14, wow. 15. Now I got voted captain of these half a team of freaks. So all of a sudden I had this growth of confidence because these guys have voted me captain. Yeah. So what happened was instead of going for the punch, yeah. if I was standing you, my, my mindset yeah. was if I get the ball, you can't get the ball, you yeah. can't kick a goal. Yeah. So automatically, I changed from being like the underconfident yeah. to being overconfident. Yeah, okay. So me in footy stuff, footy gear yeah. before the game, I was really confident. Okay. And and just was expecting the best. Yeah. And it, and it worked. And then after footy, I became the quiet guy again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I had so much success. And I years later, when I did PE teaching, they they called it sports psychology. Yeah. So I was using sports psychology aspects as an under 15, as a 14 year old kid, not realizing the name of it, which doesn't matter, but then reading about it and you know studying sport and trying to improve my tennis or whatever I was doing, and and seeing the term of it, and saying oh this is called affirmations, this is called visualization, because I used to visualize you know the stuff that I would be doing in the game, and it worked, mm. and then if you translate that to life. You can do the same thing in life, but you've got to have an awareness of, of what, you know, whereas this person would say, oh, no, nah, I can't do that because my dad or my mum, or whatever happened. Yeah. Whereas this person, that's finished. Yeah. So good, bad, ugly, whatever happened yeah. to anybody, you, you don't relive it. Yeah. Because that's called visualisation. And mm -hmm. you, that's... This is what I was talking about, giving energy to yeah. something to... And so what you have to yeah. do is create, you have to trust yourself. Yeah. You have to believe in yourself. Yeah. And this is where this, yeah. it doesn't matter what the analogy is, but this analogy where... This person is reminding you, yeah. you know, I, I haven't done a podcast before, but I'm an older person and I, I don't, you know, I'm a little bit anxious, but not anxious at all, to be honest, you know, because it's just the camera yeah. and Ben sitting over there and you and me, yeah. it's like a group of mates. Yeah. So that's the, not a bad example, but you've got to have a belief of something's happened before it happens yeah. and believing that you can do it, yeah. whatever, whatever you're talking about. Absolutely. So you're a father. Yes. You yeah. know, I'm sure at some point. You were thinking, should I marry, you know, your partner? Uh, I don't know if you're married, but <laughs> should, married, I, yeah. should you, you be with yeah. this person? Should you have a child because that's a big call? Should you come to South Australia from Tasmania? You know, 
We do it all the time. Mm. And people who are good at, good at stuff have a habit of doing it. Mm. People who are not good at stuff uh, or are unhealthy or un unhappy, yeah. they're, they, they're not doing it either because they're not aware or they, they, no one's giving them the message and they haven't made it a habit. Yeah, um, liquid gold. So like, for me, anyone, every time I hear a, a criticism, I can't help it now. It's like I don't accept, I don't give energy to criticism or whinging or yeah. negativity. So for me, anyone that says anything negative, I immediately change it to a positive and yeah. I think, okay, do I want to be near this person? Yeah. Because I don't want to pick up their negativity. Then. Yeah. We, we talk about, um, there's an energy transaction in, in any interaction, any relationship and um, we've spoken about this in our sports performance side of the business where if you're going to bring someone new into the group, you're looking for a net positive gain. Mm. So that, that doesn't mean someone has to be positive all the time, but generally, mm. like you want someone that is bringing something that contributes to Uplifting. enhance the group's energy, Uplifting. right? Yeah. Like you said, if you've got someone that's stuck in that cycle, it's not to say we can't help you, but bringing that into a group environment is neither going to help the group or nor the individual. Mm. So, mm. so yeah, yeah so well, it's all go, good. And go. so, w the the way you're describing it to me, and you talked about sort of that negative, positive, like what I hear is I hear sort of fear versus kind of you know yeah. like some sort of self confidence, self esteem type. Other way around. Yeah, that's well, that's the fear. Well, sorry, you because you're saying left <laughs> left to right. Sorry, I'm, I'm sitting the opposite, so I'm, I'm mirroring. But it doesn't here. matter which side, but, obviously. Yeah, absolutely. Matter. So um, it's interesting that left versus right, and I have to look into that in terms of spiritual no, representations. Just, but just trying to be corny there, but it doesn't matter. Oh, yeah, all good. Whichever way you see. Yeah, um, but I guess the fundamental message is that if you if you're living in fear, you're going to look for some form of safety, to, and and sometimes safety is I'm, I'm a victim. It's someone else's fault. This is this is my. You know, my upbringing, this is my uh, socioeconomic background, is whatever, right? There is always going to be a reason why you can use one of those excuses for, for why life doesn't feel satisfying to you. Can I give you an example? Yeah, go for it. I can, anyone can give someone a compliment. The immediate, the immediate effect of a compliment is an uplifting feeling mm. to the person that received the compliment. Yeah. Uh, smile is the same. Yeah. When you smile, you can't be negative, you can't physically, your body doesn't operate. Um, when you smile, you have a positive effect, in, and it may last for a short time, may last for a long time, depends what it's about. Yeah. But that, that's an example of what I'm talking about. The lot, people that are, when I'm saying that people are positive and negative, I'm not saying that they're, if you're positive, you're better than someone, you're just aware. Yeah. And you, you're aware that you have the choice and the power, but mm -hmm. you're just not used to it. Yeah. And you know, I use myself as an example. As a kid, I didn't have that success I had more fear because I, I was ethnic, I was different, I thought I was different, I wasn't confident, you know, so and it translated to how I played sport. Mm. I was kind of, I was a good player, but I didn't believe it, yeah. you know, so I'd only have glimpses of good, yeah. good results. But as I got a bit older, the glimpses became um, more. Yeah. And then when I got to about 15, 14, 15, I think it was because I got voted captain. I think there's, and I won a trophy too, but that was yeah. at the end of the year. Yeah. Trophy was the best team man, yeah. which I thought, am I happy about this? <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I got a trophy in the, in the team of freaks, yeah. but I got it for best team man. Yeah. So, and then I thought, no, no, that's good. That's yeah. good, you know, because that means they respect you. Mm. And at 14, you want the best player award. You don't want the best team man. Yeah. But that was my first trophy. Yeah. As I told you, you know, the yeah. guys had elected me captain. The guys were freaks. We won the flag yeah. again. So I think people are just, they haven't, have, um, they haven't had, a lot of people haven't had someone of significance tell them
yeah. you're okay. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And you're okay, and this is a really important one, yeah. the way you are. Yeah. You know, even yep. if you are scoring 7 out of 10 or yeah. 6.5 out of 10 in yeah. your life, you're still scoring 6.5. Yeah. You, you know, you can get 7. Yeah. But you just got to do a little bit more. Yeah. Whereas a person who's not happy, as, as I described my friend who told me that his life was not yeah. that good, he'd be lucky if he, if, if he scored his life 1 or 2 out of 10 because he was feeling so... Sure. You know, but I just want to make one more point, um, Daniel, is that perspective is a big one. Yeah. Uh, I did martial arts for a while, and when you do martial arts, the colour of your belt's really important, you yeah. know. Um, so I was like everybody else, I wanted to get black belt, I wanted to get black belt, you know. Yeah. And, you, you, and then what happens is, when I was green belt, I was happy, but I'm not, I'm not as good as the brown belts. Yeah. You know, I'm not a black belt, and the black belt's the big goal, you know. Yeah. But what I realised was that when I was green belt, I was better than the yellow belts and the white belts. But I didn't look that way. I kept yeah. looking that way. Yeah. And that, that word perspective, I, for me, that was a great analogy when I, when I realised it because I was, do, I was doing all right as a green belt. Because yeah. I was, you know, I developed from a yellow belt and they have levels in yellow belt. And you have white belt, you have levels again. When I got to brown, same thing. You know, I thought, oh, this is cool, but I'm not a black belt. Mm. But then, then it had clicked, by green belt it had clicked, that I'm better than the green, not better, but I'm more skilled than the green belts yeah. and the yellow more belts and the white belts. Yeah. Then I got to be black belt, and I thought, it, it wasn't as important. It was yeah. still important, yeah. right? But it wasn't, on a scale of 10, maybe it was, I don't know, 5 out of 10, 4 out of 10. Whereas when I started, it was 10 plus out of 10. Yeah. So, um, and then you realise, well, okay, but there's second Dan, third Dan. <laughs> so the same thing in life, you know. We have this thing where we judge and compare. You know, uh, uh, you're younger than me. Yeah, but I've had, you know, I've had more experience than you, and I've had. You might not get to sixty-six, you know. So sorry to talk like this. No, but, no, not at all. But it, it's it's, it translates to everything. Yeah. You know, we, we're conditioned to not acknowledge what we have. Yeah. But we, we to look at what we haven't got mm -hmm. and then to judge ourselves on, you know, what we haven't got, yeah. you know. So that was one thing I learned with the students that to be humble with what their complexity of life story compared to mine. Yeah. You know, you could say, oh, my one of my colleagues doesn't think I'm a good teacher or, you know, I crack too many jokes or whatever I did that they don't like and get in the turmoil about it, you know. It's not really that important, you yeah. know, perspective of, my problem of some comment as opposed to some life-changing event that these students had gone through, you know, with uh, in Afghanistan mm -hmm. or whatever that had happened to them, which was quite so complex and severe. So I think perspective is huge. It's huge. to, And that translates to acknowledging what you've got, yeah. you know, and being grateful. And this is a huge word that's come to my, and come to my attention maybe 15 years ago. I'm really grateful for lots of stuff. And when you're grateful, it puts you in a positivity, positive mindset mm -hmm. because you focus on what you got. Yeah. You know, and same with my <coughs> character, same with material things. So I don't need much to be happy yeah. because if I, you know, I've, I've got enough in my life. I couldn't, you know, like I've, I've got certain clothes on today. My son wanted me to buy them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I bought them. Yeah. But it's not the st stuff that I go looking for to feel happier. Sure. But now that I've bought, you know, decent pair of shoes, yeah. this, you know, the, everything I've got on today, my yeah. son kind of picked out for me. Nice. But 
I don't go looking for it. Yeah. But now that I've got it, I yeah. feel good. But yeah. I was just as happy without it. Yeah. Which is it's a corny example, but gratefulness but it's, is... It's the simplicity, isn't it? Like, yeah, and go back to my friend who said his life wasn't travelling very well. He wasn't grateful for anything. And now he's grateful for lots of stuff. Yeah. So we, if you were ever to meet him, and I hope you do, um, you know, he, he may... He may be interested in being interviewed. I don't know. Yeah. It's a bit personal, but um, he's gone from being not aware of it to being really aware of it. Yeah. And his life has changed yeah. 180. Yeah. Well, the first step has to be self-awareness because if you're not self-aware, you don't know where you are. You don't um, understand yourself in a way where, where you can open yourself up to more growth and to more learning. See, I want to say something which sounds kind of um, uh, hypocritical, but what I've learned is you've got to be selfish. Yeah. And we have a connotation of selfishness being negative. Mm -hmm. It's not negative. Yeah. Selfishness means accepting yourself and working on yourself. Because if I'm happier, I'm, I'm a better teacher. I'm a better father. I'm a better partner. I'm a better yeah. tennis player. I'm a better mate to my mates. Yeah. But if I'm not, then it's like, nah, I, I, you know, you, you're just in a different place. Yeah. You're not thinking. There's... Um this, the way we talk about it is self-care versus self-sacrifice. And you and I had this conversation when we when we first met. And um, you know, this is this is one of the most important conversations we're going to be having right now. Because as you said, we we get stereotyped as being selfish if we start to pay attention to ourselves. Mm. But the the broader picture, if you look at it, and, and as you just said, like when we when we pay attention to ourselves, when we are more self-aware and we can self-care for ourselves. We, we fill ourselves up, we regenerate, we, we provide ourselves with more um, energy to be able to then share with others. So we bring our best version of us to others. So if we each do that, mm. then we, we create better interactions, we create better relationships and, a, and, a, and a, um, a healthier community. When we don't do that, when we focus on self-sacrifice first, because it says that I owe you something first before I owe me something, mm. well, we create this dysfunctional relationship based on um, resentment, based on frustration, based on um, dependence, and we'll never be satisfied because we haven't, we haven't actually addressed our own needs first before being able to give freely to others. Many people have heard these, these expressions, but you have to accept yourself yeah. before other people accept you. Yeah. You have to love yourself before Absolutely. someone else can love you and it goes back to what you know not what you said but it's universal stuff mm -hmm. laws we are energy yeah. you know so we're magnets so you attract where you're at yeah. so if you're not happy if you look at my example of my friend he was attracting where he was at yeah uh, he had to make a call to let that go and to clear the clear it and then work on himself and the, the unbelievable thing was probably within about a month and a half things changed for him in a month and a half but it's this profound. guy's essence, the essence of this guy that I'm talking about, is, is a really nice person, gentle, you know, he's got a lot of positive, positive aspects, but he wasn't aware of it, mm. you know, and, um, and yeah. So I wanted to make that point about um, uh, you've you got to accept yourself before other people accept mm. you. And one more thing about that is, you know, like if you want to be happier, you have to generate that first. Yeah. You know, you can't go around going, oh, with, uh, are they going to be happy with me or yeah. are they going to be helpful to me? If you're happy and helpful and the things that you want, you have to demonstrate it first. Yeah. And then, not all the time, but you've got more chance of that coming back to you. Yeah. EGR meeting, you know, yeah. we were both friendly and we both had a similar mindset. So it was open, open, bang, 
you know, interlocked, connected. So people kind of expect other people to be helpful and happy and first, and it doesn't work that way. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's a very, it's a passive way of, of sort of experiencing life where you're just, you're kind of hoping or you're expecting someone else to, to lead you that way first. It doesn't work. No, it doesn't. You're right. And like, because we, we talked about this in a, in a previous episode of the podcast about kind of when you first um, uh, begin a relationship about, we never really have that conversation to set a standard. Um, but you, you're kind of doing that through example in that situation mm. because you're going, well, actually, the, this, the sort of standard I want to set in this relationship is one of positivity, of care, of empathy, of mm. compassion. Like, mm. um, and, it's, and by doing that, it sort of it naturally elevates the other person into that space, which is a, it's an attractive energy. Like most people want to be there. And so when they meet someone like that, they're drawn to that. Like you said, we're magnets for that, right? If you ask any people, who, or you ask people and they're honest, who are the people they're attracted to? Mm. They all have that trait. Yeah. They have positivity, and that's why you, you want to see them. You mm -hmm. want to be with them. Uh, you know, I use you as an example. Uh, Ben's sitting over there. I don't know Ben, but I'm picking up his energy easily. Um, you know, you invited me to come today. Yeah. I got no qualms coming at all, you know, because of lots of reasons. But one of the reasons is because I, I like being around you, yeah. you know, and... Um, because of who you are and it's the same with all our friends your best friends are the people that generate that type of positivity that energy and you you enjoy being with them yeah. so my point is for your own benefit for health for um, happiness for effectiveness if you can empower yourself the, the thing is to become aware of it and then i suppose for most people i'm going to give you a plug here for <laughs> most people you need a mentor yeah. because you, the reason you haven't got it, like my friend that I mentioned before, is that no one in their life had told them this, the stuff we're talking about. Yeah. So I've become like a friend-mentor, yeah. and then we have this similar activity that we do together that I'm helping me with, which is unrelated. It's like a sport. Um, so most people, I think, and this is where uh, the average person doesn't do it because they, we don't like saying, I got a problem. I got a hassle. I need help. Yeah, it's well, that kind and, of inferiority. Like yeah, we don't like to guys feel less in than. particular, yeah. and probably teenagers because that's a big part of what they go through. But every aspect of life. And um, so, what I was wanted to say is, in this case, you know what you and Ben are doing in your organisation, your business, is not perfect, but it's on that page of here's a, here's a possibility if you relate to these people. Um, my friend has related it to me because something about me has made him think, because this guy's a quiet guy, he doesn't open up. So something about me has opened him up for him to tell me his truths. Mm. So what I'd say to people who are listening to this is, you know, in your life, you're lucky to have people that you respect. You know, hopefully it's your parents. Some people don't have that. Sometimes it can be a best friend. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes it can be someone like a sports coach or a teacher or someone that you've met who's, you know, those influential people that you met. Yeah. Uh, I had one guy at Teachers College, an American guy. I had my first karate teacher. And then I've had some other people who I've met incidentally in my um, mid-20s when I was doing a lot of self-growth stuff and going to things. So um, I think if for the average person, if you can identify someone that you trust, uh, if it's any of the people I mentioned or anyone that you feel comfortable with, who's kind of a little bit ahead of you on the path of life, and then they can, they can coach you, mentor you, support you, and give you that little awareness of, you're okay, you know? 
And what, what, what do you want to change? Okay, well, let go. What's stopping you? And you mentioned fear. Um, what's stopping you? Oh, what happened to me when I was 10 or, you know, my friends or... Yeah. Um, one thing that happened to me at high school, I went to a, a school like Adelaide High, about 1,500 plus students, probably about five ethnics. Now, being the person I was, even though in year eight and nine in particular, when I wasn't that confident, um, I got all the comments about being ethnic. And That's I right. won't say what they were, but they were pretty derogatory and yeah. harsh. Now, me, being me, I'm a pretty cool guy outside, but inside I was, I was panicking, I was petrified. Mm -hmm. And one of the school bullies came up and said, yeah, you know, and gave me all the, all the lingo, all the derogatory and stuff and said, you're all the same. Now, out of nowhere, I came up with a saying, it came from the universe, I don't know where, but I said, no, mate, you know, I'm not what he said. He goes, yes, you are, and sweared at me. And I said, no, he goes, what's the difference? And I said, I'm Cypriot, that's right. I said, I'm Greek Cypriot, not Greek. He goes, what's the difference? I said, um, we got two eyebrows. <laughs> Greeks have got one. Now, I had never said that before. I thought about it, uh, right? Now, at that moment of crisis, I was broken up inside, but outside I was cool, uh, right? And this guy laughed. He laughed. <laughs> and uh, the fact that he laughed made me cool, and I wasn't a victim, and I didn't react. And then the other side was I was a little bit okay at sport at that point. So being a little bit cool in sport and not reacting mm. changed everything for me. It's, it's interesting, like, so much of um, school life is about fitting in. It's about yeah. conforming and, mm. and just being being like everyone else because there's this fear of not, like, a fear of standing out, right? Mm. Um, this fear of being different. And yet, you know, we talked about this at the very beginning and talked about sort of, you know, the spiritual roots in it, but, like, we're all, we're all connected. Like, you know, yeah. there's, you know, you, you can't walk into a negative room and not feel somewhat affected by that energy you can still be a positive person but there's there's a collective weight to that right mm. but the thing that is that makes us interesting is what's different about us like the the uniqueness so if it wasn't for that well then how long is it you know yeah we get on well because we have got a lot in common but also we we get on well because we're it's interesting to learn about each other's experience of life and how you came when you're to, younger in your younger you mm, operate in a different mindset that's what i'm saying right it's, imagine if that wasn't different imagine if we didn't had have to undo all of that programming mm. that, that is instilled throughout that schooling life or schooling system because you, what you demonstrated to that bully is well actually it's a, like I'm not the same like you know yes you know there's things that are similar but there's something special about me there's, there's value to me and you disarmed him through that humor and mm. when you disarmed him it, 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 it took away that lens of um, you're all the same as them and we're different to you but if it'd gone another way if it'd gone the negative way mm then I would have been in a, in a position where I could have carried that for a long time. Yeah. A yeah. long time. Yeah. Um, but I, I think um, you guys have the word resilience. I think um, you have to be a little, you have to have a bit of an armour to you. Mm. And this is the, the, the related to when you want something that you haven't got, you have to kind of project it before you get it. Yeah. You know, and believe in it. So um, if I can talk about your business. Sure, go for yeah. it. You guys have to project what you want yeah. and then be patient yeah. and it'll happen yeah. because you're offering a good product and you both, you know, you're both coming from a great place with you, who you are and what you represent and you're not chasing money, but you need money to survive because right. it's a business, but money's not your number one. It's, it's probably high up there because you're a business, but you're coming from an authentic um, place yeah. with what you're talking about. You're not, um, 
yeah, that's that's the feeling I pick up yeah, very strongly. Yeah. Otherwise, I probably wouldn't be here. Yeah. If, you, if you guys were just looking at me and my involvement for monetary terms, which I know is part of it, but it's not the big. I don't pick up that it's the main part. And um, so, yeah, I think you ha you you have to project what you want in the, in psychology they call it visualization yeah. and believe that you have you believe that you deserve it yeah. and practice you know affirmations and yeah. visualizing mm -hmm. and and not so much talking too much about it but talking it to to yourself about it yeah agreed because uh, I mean I've used some of these things in teaching mm -hmm. with the, the refugee students and so much so that they open up to me and I can't, and I won't reflect on what they've told me, but it's quite personal. Yeah. Males and females yeah. from Afghanistan, from Nepal, and um, uh, and you, you see the immediate effect that you know someone that acknowledges them and gives them encouragement. It it's huge the effect. It and is. Um, I was talking to Ben earlier about awards and when people win awards, and it's great when people win awards, but it's kind of you know because we all have an ego. But it's not the, not the biggest thing. An yeah. award's not, you no. know, and even getting a black belt. Black belt, it's great to have a black belt, yeah. but it's not what, what having the black belt. It's, it's actually what it represents in your development. And, um, yeah, I used to think, uh, I heard this a long time ago, it's good to be a black belt in a karate club, or what they call dojo, yeah. but it's better to be a black belt in life. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, you know, you can call it anything you want. In that analogy, it's... And it's kind of like decreasing the power of your ego too. You know, mm. ego gets in the way of all of us. Yeah. You know, I'm better than this, I'm whatever you are. Sometimes if you can kind of be aware that, or mindful, whatever the term is, that you have an ego and you don't have to be right all the time. Yeah. Uh, I heard this saying, um, if you've got a choice between being um, correct or kind, mm. be kind. Yeah. And see, and this is where this... If you start that type of effect and you don't have to be right because your ego says, I've got to be right, or, you know, how do, how do they know? They, they, they don't know what they're talking about. They're younger mm -hmm. than me or whatever the, 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 the tenants are, the, uh, the, the, um, you focus on not, not being too connected to your ego because that's a big thing for all of us. Yeah, you know, yeah, ego gets in the road all the time. Yeah, we you mentioned business and um, money not you know being the main driver, and it's not. You're right. Like we we sort of spoke about this, and and the thing, I I deeply care about being authentic, like because I think that is where connection is built from. Because we're not we're not carrying around a mask. We're not um, trying to prove ourselves to someone we're not trying to be something that we're not mm. and it disarms people it allows people to be who they really are and to, and to feel at ease I'm, I'm listening to a great um uh podcast at the moment um and it's the first time i've listened to this person it was referred to a friend and and he and he, he's done a lot of um spiritual exp exploration he's you know spent time in india with yogis and, and different things and gone through some mental health challenges and but it was really interesting he said like when you measure up your life um you know, and you, and you decide what sort of success feels like, you know, he goes, I, I think of um, being at peace. And he goes, a lot of people wouldn't see it like that because, you know, I think when, when you really reflect on it, that's, that's what it comes with. Like it's mm. feeling at ease, it's feeling in flow, it's feeling, you know, at peace with things. So, you know, sometimes you're content with life, but you're still not at peace. And so that's, that's kind of that um, lifelong sort of journey is to, to, to find that. And if we're, if we're not there, then it sort of, it lends itself to that there's some kind of disharmony. 
and that disharmony is what usually leads to the things that, that cause us harm. Mm. And so it's like in, instead of putting these huge expectations on ourselves that says that I have to achieve this by this age with you know, um, this amount of awards or you know, this, you know, my, a black belt or whatever it is, it's like, it's like how, much, how much connection can you build? How much um, growth can you explore? You know, like how many experiences can you have that lend itself to feeling both content and, and at peace? It's hard though. Um, Daniel, because the message that we get from our environment mm. is not that. No, it's not. And you have to be lucky. Um, like, uh, I think it comes a lot from yourself. And two words that come to me are time and circumstance. Um, uh, I think you, you, I've just forgotten what I was going to say. That's all right. <laughs> Look, I think. Um, you know, even while you're sort of trying to recall that, it's it's a very fluid thing. Like when we talk about this, we're not talking about um, it, it's uh, you know Mount Everest and we've reached the peak and now we're we've sort of we've achieved all we have to achieve in life because it's it's this constant state of kind of ebbs and flows. And what we're trying to do is we're trying to level out some of those like extremes mm. that, that are causing us the most amount of harm, mm. um, but generally sort of trend upwards, trend towards the the style of life that we want to live, the one with with deep connection, with um, open and um, and uh, open conversations, which allow us to discover more, to explore more, to to share things with people around us. The point I wanted to make is um, trusting your life, even when things are going crap. Yeah. Because the person I am today is from all the things that happened to me, good, bad, ugly, mm. that brought me to here. Yeah. And what the point I was going to make is, when I did martial arts, I found it really difficult because I wanted to connect with people because if you've seen the movie Karate Kid, Miyagi-san, he's the... Daniel-san. Daniel-san. <laughs> um, show me wax on. Show me, <laughs> show me wax off. Wax off. No, no. Breathe in, Daniel. Breathe uh, in. Slow. Very good. Very good. But um, what I found in, when I did martial arts is there was a lot of ego, especially with karate. Mm. And if you if you delved into martial arts, I did a, a, um, Tai Chi and karate and I had a smidgen of Aikido and I've mixed with Aikido guys I've got a very good Japanese friend who's an Aikido master but each martial art reflects a character mm. karate is gun-ho most guys are gun-ho you know and I'm not a gun-ho guy right so when I got a little bit into it I wanted to find people that I could relate to and I started to think that martial arts was shaping me and it, it does but it didn't shape me as much as I thought it shaped me because the example I want to show you is that I couldn't connect with people about things that I was into, like the stuff that Miyagi talks about in Karate Kid. It sounds corny, but that's the essence of martial arts, mm. self-development, and the way he talks about it. Um, wax on and wax off, that's just film stuff. But um, uh, so, And then I realised when I got to a higher level that it wasn't actually karate, it was actually me, because I couldn't resonate with other people. Mm. And, the re and then I realised the reason is because it's not martial arts that's actually developing me fully, it's me. And I don't want to sound too self-egocentric here, but I wasn't seeing other people. And then when I got to Black Belt, there was hardly any Black Belt that was on my page. And they were thinking of you know how fast they are, how they can crunch people, how they're going to beat up the, the Green Belt. Right. There's no value in beating up the Green Belt because yeah. that's why they're a Green Belt. Yeah. You're supposed to kind of pull yeah. back a bit and yeah. encourage them sure. so they can develop, not yeah. kill them yeah. and to prove that you know, you're, yeah. you're so great. 
And then I realised, and I hope people don't take this the wrong way, but it's actually where I was at. Mm. So where you're at, that's what you're looking for. Yeah. So then I realised, well, I gave myself a lot of credit because it's, obviously there, was, there weren't hardly any black belts that were talking to me about stuff that was not egocentric. It was all yeah. about their ego. Yeah. Yeah. So and so then I realised that it, a lot of stuff that comes to us comes from inside us. It's innate. Yeah. It's just the time and the circumstance where yeah. it's our time to to use it and to believe in it. So and that's where believing in yourself is so important. It's it, different activities will help you. Martial arts will help you be, be more confident, but it, it won't necessarily be the answer because the answer um, is inside you. Yes. Happiness yeah. is not outside yeah. you, it's yeah. inside you. Yeah. And when, you, when you're aware of it, and when you've lived, see, I'm giving you an example. Mm. It's not about Nick, the great karate guy. It's about mm. Nick understanding that the reason I didn't resonate with other black belts yeah. and other instructors is because they were caught up with their ego, yeah. right? So they were doing karate, yeah. but they weren't having the same impact yeah. as Mr. Miyagi mm -hmm. was teaching, right? Yeah. And then that made me confirm that it must be me. Yeah. You know, yeah. and then uh, the, the Aikido guy I met, the Japanese guy, he's on that page. You know, he's seventh in Aikido, which is master level. He's got no ego, no ego, right? And uh, so, but on, 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 Aikido is a great martial art, but it's not Aikido that really did it. Aikido helped him, but most of it is him. Yeah, it's his character. Yeah, and um, I don't think you're ever going to meet him. But he's uh, he's not my best mate, but yeah, I never see him. Okay, it's it's interesting the way like to me ego is, is a it's a form of attachment, and we we attach ourselves to a value based on something that we do usually. Mm. Um, there's a real danger in that. Like this is this is a, it's a big lesson I learned. Um, it's good to have through, an ego, but just don't get caught up in it. Well, I think like yes, like to to me, self confidence is not ego. Ego and, and self confidence are, are mutually sort of they're not the same. They're, so an ego is, is getting caught up in it. It's an attachment. Self-confidence is believing that you have the capacity to explore new things, to, to take on new challenges and you'll be okay. Mm. Ego says that um, I will be good at this because of this, like because I've attached myself to I am... I'm it, a hero. Right, whatever it is, okay? And so like I definitely... Um, you know, I, I spent a lot of my life trying to prove myself to people. You, you spoke about this in school and trying to fit in and... And oftentimes that came across from learning from speaking to other people. It came across as what was perceived as arrogance or um, ego or, or whatever it is. But it was really just me trying to demonstrate I had value to someone. And my idea was value was that you had to be good at something. Mm. And and so it was, it was a flaw of mine and something that took me years to learn. And I don't think it's a flaw. Well, it's finding it's finding yourself. Yeah, that's what all of us are doing. We're finding yeah. ourselves. And the examples I used before about footy and the other examples I said, they couldn't have happened unless the other stuff happened. Yeah, I agree. There's no so regret. I don't think it's a flaw. Yeah. And that's, this is your, your <laughs> self-talk. This is where I'd say this person's identifying a word to it. Sure. I'd say it's part of the process. Okay. And um, negative is a really good Zen saying. Zen is a philosophy. It's also a religion, but I'm not talking about religion. Yeah. That's Zen Buddhism. Yep. Zen philosophy says pleasure pain loss gain yeah. it's all the same sure basically means when you get having a great time don't get too caught up with it yeah be happy yeah but don't don't feel like yeah mm -hmm. yeehaw yeah but ever do i'm familiar with that yeah and when you're having a downtime 
don't get too caught up in the drama of the downtime yeah. because it's only temporarily. Yeah. So it's kind of like an illusion. It's just something that we get caught up with. Yeah. I mean, you can, you can say this is the best podcast you've ever had. It's going to make me happy or unhappy. Yeah. Of course, I'd like it to be good, yeah. but I'm doing the best I can. Yeah. And if it helps you and helps yeah. someone else, so be it. Yeah. But if it doesn't, so be it. Yeah. So yeah. there's no attachment with my ego to... Yeah. I've got to be the best podcast or, mm -hmm. you know, what people are going to say, yeah. uh, I like his shirt or whatever they're going to yeah. say. Yeah. It, it is what it is. Yeah. And you don't put extra into it or you don't take yeah. extra out of it. Yeah, agreed. And Zen's a great uh, leveller with that type of thinking because we don't have that in our lives unless you're aware and follow that type of thinking. So, um, yeah. No, I, I value that. Like, to, to finish up what I was saying about the, the ego and, like, that lesson of like, well, if you if you're a footballer or you're a you know a, a seventh dan or whatever it is, what happens when one day you can't do that anymore? Mm. You know, if you've attached yourself so strongly to that as part of your ego, as your persona, your mask, then when when you're no longer able to participate or or to um, act in that role, well, then you you automatically lose all that value that you've assigned yourself. I got an answer. Whereas if you <laughs> if you well, but you've already said it, you already said it in that like. You know we are who we are, and and, and it's it's with everything is already within us. Like we don't need to give ourselves these um, titles or roles or whatever to say that we have value. We we inherently have value. Mm. Like that is who we are, and when we recognise that and we're grateful for that, then we are more at ease and at peace, right? Yeah, I mean, if you're a seventh then or whatever level you are, it's more important to be that in life. Yeah. Right. Than to be that in just a club. Yeah. You know, if you're a great footballer and then you're not so great outside, mm. which happens a lot in sport, mm -hmm. I think, people yeah. get caught up with their image. Yeah. <clears throat> I saw a little bit about it's Roberto. It's easy to get seduced by, right? There's a yeah. famous soccer player called Roberto Baggio. Yeah, who was a oh, star, I remember. Star Baggio. player. Argentinian, right? No, Italian. No, no, Italian. Italian, was it? Yeah. Oh, man. And uh, I saw it recently yeah. on YouTube. I just surfing around different things and I followed his life story and I won't go into it. Yeah. But the thing that hit me was his humility. Yeah. He was in the Pelé, um, yeah, yeah, no, Messi, I, Ronaldo I, I class. Remember, I might not remember what nationality he was. He, he was invited to Spain and yeah. he met Messi uh, yeah. when Messi kicked four goals. Right. And they had this meeting after. Yeah, okay. And the main message that Baggio said to um, Messi was, stay humble. Yeah. When things get even better than this, yeah. stay humble. Okay. And Messi probably doesn't need it, to be honest, because he's so humble. Right. But... Roberto Baggio's message to him as a superstar from before yeah. is to the next superstar, yeah. just reminding him, you know, when things get yeah. even bigger than what you are, yeah. just remember, yeah. um, because things will change. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, and, to, and so that comes back to the other thing you were saying about the, the Zen like philosophy in that, um, so you mentioned about that, that sort of change and the, the one that I learned was um, through doing Vipassana, so like the silent meditation. Yeah. So it's, it's that sort of Indian... Um, uh, roots of, of that um, practice and a nietzsche and a nietzsche is that law of impermanence which is what you were speaking about so it's that things are constantly changing so yeah. like you said if, if it's good now that, that's great but mm. remember that it's, it won't it won't last but no. if it's bad it's the same like it, it same know. thing happens to us yeah you know like your body my body you know I, if i was your if i was if i was your age mm. i'm much more uh, capable mm. of what I can do physically yeah. and when you give my age you, your capability would decrease and that's okay yeah. because a lot of people never get the chance yeah. they never get the privilege of getting yeah. older so if you have a good life yeah. you've you got to accept it's like perspective, it's lots of things but 
it's it's natural mm. to get older and to you know lose your faculties and all the rest of it but you're still not any less of a person because inside you're still the same person yeah. but your body's not yeah. and that's that's you can't change that yeah you can do exercise you can have a healthy diet you can you can have a healthy mindset but you just accept the fact that that's that's part of life yeah i i always i think of it differently like when when people this is quite professional in my preparation and um, sometimes you'd be ridiculed for that. It's like, oh, why would you want to live to 100 anyway? Mm. It's like, who said I wanted to live to 100? Mm. I want to live a quality life. Like, mm. I want I want to make sure that when, whatever age I get to, that mm. I've maximised my potential. Like, I've realised, and I'm not talking about, um, you know, earning six-figure incomes and, like, having a bunch of trophies. I'm talking about, like, living life fully. Like, actually having um, the capacity, the... Um, the vitality to be able to do that and so if you get the trophies and the money it's yeah. still okay yeah you yeah absolutely it. It, yeah but you're but, just not caught up with it right yeah exactly and and so then the whole thing about aging I, I think first of all i think we um we kind of accept it as if it's a given and yes we get like we will age over time but i think the the rate that some people age at i think like we it's because they're not living at their capacity they haven't actually identified the things that really self-nourish and self-care for themselves that allows themselves to extend that mm, and, mm. To, and to live closer to, you know, that higher quality of life for a longer period. Do you have older people in your life? Yeah. Okay. So we all, we all have this. So I was using coloured belts as an example. Mm. Look at the people in your life, the younger people and the older people, and reflect on, you know, where were you when you were that age? Mm. What were you like? You know, if you're lucky enough to have older, mentor, older people that are wiser and, you know, you can relate to them, Use those people as a guide. And uh, again, one philosophy I heard ages ago was, when I was becoming a teacher, was find something good about every presenter and stick it in your personal folder. Mm. So, you know, for example, one guy I had that was influential was a character. He'd make yeah. you smile. And I yeah. thought, I like that. Yeah. You know, or he'd talk to you. You know, he knew mm. your name, knew something about you. Yeah. I like that. So when I became a teacher, bang. Yeah. I'm going to smile. I'm going to find out about yeah. Daniel. Yeah. I'm going to say something personal to yeah. Daniel. I'm going to not talk about the subject all the time. I'm going to talk about life a little bit. Yeah, um, yeah. I think it's important. Yeah. Well, this is like we talk about this. We've talked about it a lot with a, with younger athletes in the you know the whole mentor thing. But when we talk about role models, like there's a um, there's often people are draw like especially when you're young, you you sort of taught that you know money and status and trophies and whatever are big and but like as you as you sort of like navigate your own way through that, usually you find that you're drawn to people for something else. And mm. it might be that they have those things. Like you said, it's okay to have those things. Mm. But what is it about them and their story that you identify with? Because that'll teach you something about yourself. Mm. That'll teach you like what's going to be fulfilling for you and the way that you'd like to live your life. So when mm. someone would identify someone as a role model, and you mentioned Messi before, so can use um, him as an example. And it, yeah, it's not that you know he's a prolific scorer or that you know he's played at the top level for so long or he's won so many trophies. It's like it's 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 the commitment that you know to get to that level. It's the dedication to to hold himself. It's the humbleness or, or whatever it is. It, it, usually, different people have a different perspective of this, but um, the, the key thing is what are the characteristics you admire about that, mm. and then look at other role models in your life and see if there's a pattern there because mm. generally that's going to teach you about yourself and what you care about mm. and therefore what you could then expouse and share more of mm. with other people to try to create more of that in and around you. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. One, one thing uh, on top of that as well to follow that on is every experience teaches you. Yeah. So most people look at positive experience 
but negative experience, you know, the mm. concept of the failure. What, what did you learn in the failure mm. or the not achieving your goal, which is equally as important? Oh, it's, sometimes it's more important because so, there's, a, there's a hurt, there's a desire to, mm. to um, rebound from that. Like we're sometimes in success, we, we get complacent yeah. and we sort of forget to, to learn the lesson because it didn't, it didn't hurt enough for us to really reflect on it. Some people just accept it as you know that that's me. That's that's you know that's mm. that's my self-talk going. Okay, I'm not good enough, but to use it as a stimulus um, for change and not not to get caught up in the drama of it. Yeah, um, I, I think it's really if you're aware of that and that you have to have trust and belief, and you got to tr if you don't trust yourself, mm. no one will trust you. Yeah, and you have to believe. If you don't believe in yourself, no one will believe in you either. Yeah. Yeah. So this is where um, for, the, for people who are thinking that, you know, I'm not good enough or I, this is too hard for me, you have to have a starting point. Yeah. You've got to have a starting point and the starting point comes with an idea yeah. and then, then building on the belief of, yeah, I, I can do that. I can't do it today, but I, I can do this much today yeah. towards that. Sure. And, then, and then having the discipline and the persistence and the dedication and belief to keep doing it. Yeah, you know, um, I mean, when when you're an older person or any age, you you're middle aged. I suppose I call you middle aged. <laughs> so I go from being a young fellow to middle aged. <laughs> well, you've aged wow. this uh, podcast, <laughs> mate. Seen great stuff uh, in your beard. I think it's 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 all de developmental. You yeah. know, you develop. Um, me now compared to me when I was twenty one, completely different. But the essence of me is the mm. same, mm. and I think. Um, I talked about innate character before. You, what's already in you? Uh, I'm I'm a searcher. I'm always looking for stuff. But now that I've got a bit of confidence, I I kind of feel comfortable connecting with people, yeah. whoever they are. And in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, what can I? And this is really huge for um, positive health. I think yeah. you feel better about yourself when you do lots of different things. And one of those things. Is helping other people. Yeah. Now, helping other people might be going to a podcast because yeah. you've got nothing else to do in retirement, <laughs> or smiling. Yeah. Just smile. Yeah. And by smiling, you're reaffirming who you are. Yeah. And you're making someone else, you're making a mm -hmm. difference to that person. Yeah. Um, maybe, you know, the homeless street donation is a pretty easy one, you know. Yeah. Buy the person a sandwich. Yeah. You know, yeah. nine times out of ten, they say yes. Yeah. One time out of ten, they get their nose, in it, nose out yeah. of joint, and they, they're too proud, and they go, no, yeah. I don't want it. Yeah. And then you think, oh, you don't want it? Yeah. And it's, it's fair enough, because yeah. they've got pride. Yeah. But you know, just buy a sandwich, buy a cake, yeah. buy a coffee, and give it to them. Yeah. Or, or anything, anything at all, where you're helping someone, yeah. where it's volunteering, or your neighbour. I've got yeah. a neighbour that brings in my bins. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he wants to bring in my bins. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's yeah. that's lovely, but I, I feel a bit embarrassed, but yeah. he wants to do it, yeah. so I let him do it. Yeah. So what I'd say to people in general is, if you want to increase your happiness, yeah. look at ways that you can smile more, yeah. um, believe in yourself more, yeah. and how can you help someone? And yeah. just simple smile, yeah. or when the yeah. checkout girl says to you, how are you today? Yeah, yeah I'm doing okay. How, how are you today? Yeah. What's coming up, you know? Yeah. And then you have to have a little bit of confidence to yeah. do that because yeah. most people are going, not my business. Yeah. But you can pick up yeah. a vibe yeah. from someone 
Yeah, so we'll probably that time to sort of start wrapping up and, and to summarise kind of what we talked about. And um, you, you just mentioned about um, three things of, of importance and um, I'll try and sum them, summarise them as best I can. So yeah. um, the first one being bring a positive energy. So, you know, wherever you're going, try and bring, bring the best of yourself and, and invest something that's um, uplifting. Uh, the second one was, was self-confidence, like believe in yourself. And, and for those people that aren't there right now, like think of it, I think of it in a way where if you're lacking self-confidence, the way to develop that is to start something, um, to, to just take those first few steps in the direction you want to head in. So to do that, you need to make that decision between whether you want to live in fear of something and trying to avoid something, or if you want to move towards something, being love and, and hope for something better. And, and so, I mean, it's probably quite intuitive, but to, to me, it's the second one. And then the third one is, is kindness. It's just, it's sharing kindness with, with others and, and um, being self-aware of what that creates. Is there anything you wanted to? Well, it's, it's such a big topic, Daniel, to kind of sum it up in two or three uh, points is, is difficult. But one thing we didn't talk about, which I think is crucial, is um, the ability to sit quietly with yourself. Um, people are focused on relationships and other people and blah, blah, blah. But the, one of the key aspects is, to all of the things we talked about, is being able to, to have a relationship with yourself, which mm. sounds like a ridiculous concept, but that's related to um, uh, self-esteem. Yeah. You know, so you know, in the East and in martial arts and in anywhere in Buddhist, quietness. Mm. You know, so when you go to nature, Nature's quiet, nature's perfect, nature trusts itself. You, like osmosis, you pick it up. Mm. Like yesterday was my, my wife's birthday. Uh, can I keep talking? Yeah, absolutely, go okay. for it. <laughs> um, it was my wife's birthday and spontaneously, right, I didn't get a card because she's not a fuss person, she doesn't like cards. You've been married over 25 years. I didn't get a gift because we're not into gifts. So spontaneously, we drove up to Stirling, yeah. went to a really great coffee shop, had great soup. <laughs> We talked about how lovely it was, you know, better than this, you know, just the autumn trees. And then we ended up going to the uh, Mount Lofty Rose Garden. Beautiful. Which is kind of a very steepy, you know, you have to go down a lot and you've got to come back up again. It's kind of a challenging walk. Sure. But we walked down to the lake and then we had to come back up. But it's just a brilliant day. Yeah. So that's quietness. Yeah. Nature is quiet. Yeah. And, to you know, for people to... to Firstly, to go somewhere where it's quiet, so e.g. the beach yeah. um, or a, a really nice park, yeah. botanic gardens, anywhere where there's a beautiful setting. Yeah. But the point I want to make is to be able to sit quietly yeah. by yourself, people call it meditation mm. or relaxation. It doesn't matter what you call it, but just sit quietly. And for most people, it's, this is hard to do because your brain's jumping around like monkeys. So you sit quietly and you breathe slowly. As you breathe slowly, your thoughts slow down a little bit. The more you do it, the slower your thoughts go. So it's like water, you know, the big waves is all your mind chatter, and then you start to, the water starts to settle. And then that's when you start feeling your in, and thinking about, sorry, feeling your intuition, mm. your inner voice. And this is where I'm talking about trust. I can trust my intuition. Right, and I won't give you examples because it's not necessary, I don't think, but I'm happy to if you need to. But trusting your intuition, not yeah. your mind. Yeah. Your mind is your, yeah. your thinking one that talks about fear. Yeah. All of us are perfect the way we are. And that's not trying to say I'm a hero or I'm better than anyone. All of us are perfect. You don't have to do anything. 
So we have a, um, a misconception that I'll be happy, I'll be better if. No, you won't. Yeah. You know, you got more money, then you spend it. You, that's yeah. not, not going to make you happy. Happiness yeah. is not what's outside you. Yeah. It's what's inside you. Yeah. And, th and that's the part that no one can take away. Yeah. Baggio, it must... And, but actually, I was surprised. He got into um, uh, Buddhism, I think. Right. I saw him at a temple. Now, he's, he's not the type of guy you'd think. Would be, <laughs> so he realised, and he's content now... He's not the superstar that he was, mm. you know. He's just a normal guy, yeah, with bad knees. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he achieved so much. So, what I'd say to people is find a time regularly. Now I'm going to make a suggestion: five minutes a day, just sit down where no one's going to talk to you, where no no TV, your phone's off. Just sit down for five minutes or four minutes, and just breathe slowly. Mm. Now, the first few times you do it, you'll be thinking, oh, this is, this is difficult, I can't, you know. That's normal because your yeah. minds go nuts. Yeah. But the more you do it, the better it is. And then what happens is you connect with yourself, which sounds a bit, I don't know what it sounds like to people, but we all have an intuition, yeah. but we don't listen to it. Agreed. So the more you can quiet your mind, the more relaxed you are. Health-wise, it's better for you because yeah. your organs are all energy. Yeah. So if your organs are relaxed... It's better for your health. Yeah. But the mind creates a lot of our, our life. Yeah. You know? So really underline it a few times. Being quiet, being able to have a relationship with yourself before you have a relationship with anybody else. Yeah. And if I'm happier with myself and I understand myself a little bit more than normal, I got more to offer everybody. Yeah. So and if you look at people who have done it to the high level, the Dalai Lama, Buddha. You know, yeah. Jesus, all these people, they're the, they're the elite. Yeah. Then you look at other people in your life. Just look at people in your life and pick the people who are quiet and more um, quietly confident, quietly relaxed. They probably do a little bit of this because that's mm. why they got it. Yeah. And then most people haven't. Yeah. And you pick it up in their energy. You pick mm -hmm. it up in what they say, how they say it, how fast they speak, how they speak, and then the person doesn't react to their comment, they, they'd go off on a tangent. Mm. And this, there's no connection because, yeah. you know, you're talking and I'm going, oh, yeah, bang, I'm going to go that way. Sure. So it's the ego takes my my role and talks yeah. about what I've done, yeah. which I've done today, but you're interviewing me, so I have to do that. <laughs> but in a, normal, in a normal situation, another thing that will help a lot of people is don't talk so much. Yeah. Listen more than you talk. Yeah. So in and reply to the person that they're speaking to you. Yeah. Um, someone once said, you know, we've got two ears, one mouth. Listen more than you talk. Yeah. <laughs> twice as much as twice as much listening. But yeah. I'd yeah. underline them the the quiet time is important. Yeah. Beautiful. Awesome. Um, I think we can leave it there. But is, is there anywhere people can find unique? Like in terms of like, have you you have a social media account? Are you on LinkedIn? Or is there any of those sort of places where people can kind of connect um, with you or learn more about you i'm not the wrong guy for that because i right. i have a uh, a bit of a I, I don't like the the way people use phones yep. you know like i go to the beach or I ride my bike mm. and people are, they're glued to their phone it's yeah. like come on you know yeah. so I, I rebel against that so i just got um, i don't even have facebook Beautiful. i've got a Same. if anybody wants to contact me um i won't give you my contact details here no. but you can contact yep, daniel absolutely and i'd be more than happy for daniel to refer you to me, maybe my email account. Yep, I think that would um, be a great way to do it. Yeah, uh, but really happy to um, 
meet anyone who feels a connection with me, um, more than happy. Awesome. Thanks, Nick. Appreciate it. Uh, before I go, can I just say thank you again for the opportunity to be interviewed and nice to meet uh, Daniel and Ben and all the best with you, what you're doing. Thanks, Nick. Mm, you're welcome. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Pool Compliance Adelaide. Pool Compliance Adelaide has a simple mission, to provide professional advice and photographic proof that your pool complies with the relevant state statutory requirements. If you're buying, renting, or even selling a property, make sure your pool is compliant with Pool Compliance Adelaide.